as a podcast located in the Central Valley, which, in case you didn't know, is the raisin capital of the world. You guys, as our listeners, only deserve luxury when it comes to raisins. Luxury raisins come from Champion Fruit Company. Champion Fruit Company knows raisins, and specifically, raisins. Raisins is the fruit snack that is actually made from real fruit. Um, we actually have a box for every single show. We chomp on these guys and just enjoy the sugary snack, but also it cancels each other out because we know it's actually real fruit. There's a hundred million cartons that have been sold so far. It ships for free, which in our Amazon day of life now, we need free shipping. Um, you can buy them at shop.raisels.com. That's S-H-O-P dot R-A-I-S-E-L-S.com. Kids love them too. There's 10 flavors, including watermelon shock, Pineapple chili limon, ooh, and tropical. Um, and because discounts are awesome, and so is this company, they have offered us a discount code, which is Sours143. And I know that's going to trigger you, but I, I I love you. Yeah, that's real. It works with the show, too. Sours143, thank you guys for listening. I love you, man. I love you, too, but I love you, dude. I love you, bro, Montana. I love you, Holmes. I love you, Brosif Quiggles. I love you, Machacha. I love you, Tico Brohe. Welcome back, everyone, to the I Love You Man podcast. Um, real quick, just press that subscribe button and give us a follow on Instagram at ILY Man Podcast. Um, and don't forget, we also have a Patreon. So if you love the show and you want to support us, um, we would love that support. You can donate $3 a month, $5 a month, whatever that is. Um, that just all goes straight to the show to make the show better. Um, so thank you, guys. Today is a really cool episode, and I'm stoked for it. Um, I believe our guest has the most followers of anyone that has ever been on our show. And I would like to say... Potentially for- combined? Yeah. I feel like if we were to combine all the following of previous guests, I think it'd still be less than you. So you have quite the impact on society. Um, and I'm just going to introduce <laughs> you. This is Ray Hall. What's up, Ray? Hey, good morning. Um, so Ray is a physics professor at Fresno State, but he also has his Instagram account called at physics fun. So it's physics fun. I just threw the ad in there. But you got to remind people. It's part of my branding. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but... His profile is just massive. And if whatever you're doing right now, pause the episode, go to Instagram, type in physics fun, and you would have no idea that this guy lives in our own backyard. Um, but before we dive any deeper into your story, Ramon, can you hit us with a question? And I am proud to bring back from his hiatus the Quesadilla Gorilla question of the episode. Don't forget about our friends at Quesadilla Gorilla. They are still offering us the 10% discount if you were to come in and mention our podcast. And like I said before, that's, I mean, you pay for $10 for your quesadilla and your drink. That's still what? A dollar off? Am I doing my math right? Okay, good. That would have been <laughs> embarrassing. We would have edited it out. Anyway, they're off. They're right by Fresno High off of Weldon and Echo. And I always stutter to say that. I don't know why. But pay them a visit. Friends of the show, we appreciate it. Question of the episode. What is your favorite space slash sci-fi movie ever? Doesn't need to be in any sort of time period. Doesn't have to be a singular movie if it's a trilogy, because I know there are multiple trilogies out there. Well, that's a tough one, but you know, I'm a scientist through and through. So, you know, I, even though I enjoy Star Wars, mm-hmm. I think of that as more like a, a space fantasy because it, it's hard for me to stay in the theater and not want to jump out of my seat and go, "Stop the movie! <laughs> Explosions don't make a sound in a right. vacuum." Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it's it, it's Stop a tough one, right? Also, yeah. just it, just. And then I like Star Trek, but too, but they're a little fast and loose with with the, the physics as well. So, I mean, a couple of my favorites would be, uh, well, one I really liked lately was The Martian. That okay. was an awesome uh, with, movie. The uh, book was even Damon, better. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And the book was even better. Um, they got most of the physics right. Um, and even then with the author, you know, if you go read Inspio and stuff, uh, he, uh, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Wheel, I think. Yeah. Uh, he, he, uh, he admits that, you know, yeah. There can't be storms with that much wind on Mars, but we had to make the beginning exciting. So, so I always wonder it. if they consider but that. That's a, that's a great thing. And then I've been watching the uh, Expanse, which is a series on uh, a sci-fi network. Okay. And uh, they're coming out with their fourth season, but they try to get the physics right, and it's it's kind of dark. I've heard of it before. Yeah, um, yeah. It's kind of you know it's not for the squeamish because there's some violence in it, but the the physics is is awesome, and and they get it straight. 
Okay. For me, my movie is definitely Interstellar. Oh, that was mine. That's why I had to jump in. <laughs> Interstellar yeah. is okay. They get uh, the physics I, mostly I right, but the you, whole yeah. thing about how he gets that's the event horizon into that black hole, it's a little mystical. Okay. All right. That's what I was going to ask you <laughs> but about. But they get a lot of the things right, you know, okay. uh, uh, the time dilation and the gravitational. So, do you think that, that's difference? super realistic then being on a planet for with the whole time, what they were on there for an hour and a half? But well, then, getting like, into that gravity well. And so anytime you, 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 you get into a gravity well like that, your time is um, different. Yeah. That works that way. General relativity. And something else I wanted to bring up, I just thought of it this morning. What do you think of that picture, that black hole that, that was like a couple months ago? I think it was just last month, wasn't it? Yeah. So it was pretty recent. So, uh, wonderful, really. I mean, just um, astonishing, basically using all the... Um, radio telescopes kind of was like one big telescope to yeah. interferometry. It's it's an astonishing accomplishment, really. Uh, on top of that, yeah. just a couple years ago, um, something called LIGO came on, and there's like these four experiments that actually can sense a wrinkle in space-time. It's basically what? they shoot a laser at right angles to each other yeah. with about a mile distance okay. uh, that it shoots down, and it looks for like one path to be smaller than the other path. Okay. And they've got three of these, and they actually have detected black holes spiraling in and hitting each other because that, that kind of interaction is enough to make a wrinkle in space-time, enough Jeez. that we can actually detect it here on Earth. It's really astonishing what they do. They yeah. can tell the difference in width of a mile-long laser um, path by the, uh, like some, a fraction of a, 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 a proton width. Wow. And it's, it's it really, uh, but it, it's a new kind of phenomenon because they can measure um, uh, signals from space that aren't based on electromagnetism, like radio waves, light, X-rays, gamma rays. Those are all yeah. the same phenomena. This is the first thing that's completely different. And so, uh, matter of fact, last year they had an event where they could actually, they they found a wrinkle from space time. They could triangulate kind of like the same way they figure out where earthquakes come from. Yeah. And then they basically... Um, uh, we're able to tell people with regular telescopes and radio telescopes, look in this part of the sky. And they actually found where the black holes had spiraled in on each other. It's, it's an astonishing accomplishment. It, it opens up a completely new way of looking out into space and studying. the. the so that's almost yeah. even more amazing than the black hole picture is these abilities to hear black holes as they spiral in and make a bigger black hole. And also, they've, they've got two neutron stars spiraling in and, and, and hitting each other. They've also measured that. What? So, yeah, the LIGO, look it up. Uh, Wikipedia page has a great uh, um, uh, summary of how they, how they do their business. Hold on, a professor just I've credited Wikipedia. We're on the same wavelength so far. <laughs> oh, Wikipedia's a great starting point, How do you feel about students point, that, yeah. that cite Wikipedia as a source? Because well, I, I always, think when you I should was going cite school, Wikipedia as a source, but it's a great go-to. I mean, Wikipedia cites its sources, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's an encyclopedia, basically. Okay. Maybe one of the best ever created. And so, um, I mean, there are some hot-button ones, and but... Wikipedia is pretty careful to say uh, an expert's needed here to rectify or clarify okay. what's going on. But uh, um, why would you start anyplace else? I mean, it's, it's, it's got references that then become references to better, deeper references. It's, it's a great place to start. Okay. Oh, that's, that's good to know. Yeah, yeah. I was always wondering so, that. Yeah, you shouldn't cite it, but it's a great place to go to find so out many, what you should cite. Yeah. Professors <laughs> I had that just hated Wikipedia, and it didn't make any sense. They always me. use like the example of a, anyone can go on there and edit it at any time. Which I don't know. That's I've, not quite I, true. See, I've never. That's what they always so drop some knowledge school. on them, right? Yeah. Well, I have friends that edit um, Wikipedia, and it takes quite a bit of training. I mean, you go in and make an edit. Somebody that's in charge of that page is going to go and get rid of it if yeah. you didn't do it right. And yeah, you have to understand the. Uh, there's yeah a, a lot of protocols that must be followed before um, Wikipedia entries stay there. Would Especially on controversial topics, they're really there's there's a team of editors that are ready to pounce and make sure that it, the the standards of Wikipedia are upheld. <laughs> people, some people just jump on it though for like the randomest stuff, not even like good factual, you know, history or science. Like if in the sports world, if a, someone just got owned in one specific play in one random game, they'll go and change who their father was to whatever player oh, yeah. it was that just schooled them on the court like that. And I always find it funny how someone could knock on the website and change it that quickly. But like you said, there's someone monitoring it that'll knock it back just in time. Yeah. Almost every part of the Wikipedia has somebody that cares about that topic and do monitor it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Did you, and plus you can kind of tell what's been hacked. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> common sense and context yeah. clues are going to yeah. let you realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have a backup movie? Um, I mean, 
Back up to Interstellar. I mean, when I watched that movie, it blew my mind. Would you consider Inception a sci-fi movie? Or no? I mean, sci-fi, yes. I think so. Okay. But, I mean, if I had a backup space movie, just space, it would have to be... um, It has to be one of the Star Wars movies, I think. And that, but that's a whole other. I'm not a huge that's Star Wars fan. Choose from. Um, I remember going to the movies as a kid. If when Episode One came out, yeah. and I was so stoked on that, I had my shirt on, and it was just uh, to me, it was like my first Star Wars experience. And I, at the time, I really didn't know how big of a deal it was either. Like I didn't understand the bigness of Star Wars, and yeah. But still, Interstellar though, to me, like I do like the Martian a lot, but Interstellar that one's by far like in first place. Sci-fi, I don't know if you can count Back to the Future, but... Oh, uh, you know what? I love Back I count to the it. Future. I forget how much you like that one. Yeah, that should be your one. I can watch sure. that any day, every day. All three of them and just watch them. That it came out when I was in college, so that kind of dates me. <laughs> and I saw the original Star Wars when I was in eighth grade. Oh, yeah? Well, yeah. I, I was going to say... I remember waiting a long line at the mall, yeah. and it was a, it blew me away, too. The, the, the videography was incredible. The special effects yeah. were like nothing ever seen before. But do you look back on it now and think, holy crap, this is so different than what we're doing nowadays? <laughs> Not exactly. I mean, it's uh, it kind of set some standards that uh-huh. are just still kind of hard to beat in terms of action sequences and, and kind of framing. It's cool how they did space. it when you look at the behind the but scenes But again, stuff. It, uh, it, even back then, I kind of just suspend my disbelief because, okay, so apparently in this galaxy, sound is in space, right? Yeah, so, yeah right. <laughs> I never even considered the smallest <laughs> detail like that. Well, you know, one of the famous movies that actually used the physics to their um, advantage is Alien, the first movie, Alien. Yes, yes. And so if you remember that uh, the tagline of, of Alien, it says, in space, no one can hear you scream. Yes, right? I remember so that. Yeah. And so they kind of made that like the theme. That's right. So that's cool. Yeah. So they kind of made this eerie thing, and and uh, but going even back a little further, and I was too young to go see it in the theater. Was um, two thousand one, a space odyssey, yes. which is it's 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 an interesting thing to watch. It's one of those famous movies out there. It's kind of got some deep um, issues that it, it addresses, and yeah. and they get the science right. They're very very hard. Arthur C. Clarke and uh, Stanley Kubrick on that one. So if you haven't watched it, so it's not quite your fast paced movie like we have today, but yeah. it's very cerebral and it's very interesting. Do you find yourself because of your profession having a hard time enjoying those types of movies that don't get the science right? Absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, my wife's the same way. So she teaches child and family science or, uh, and, uh, um, she knows things about relationships and stuff like that. So she really hates the kind of movie where, um, a guy is like narcissistic, but he just finds the right girl and it turns him into a regular dude. That doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. You don't turn a narcissist into a regular guy. Just, she can't but that's watch so many rom-coms. <laughs> not like that. Right. So that, that's an issue for her. That's so funny. it's like your expertise gets, uh, uh, um, uh, abused. Got often. it. I mean, I know a lot of lawyers that can't watch like law and order because oh, that, that's not, that's not going to happen. Oh that's yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure with every type of, like CSI, anyone who's on the crime scene investigation units are just like, sure, I can't bring that evidence. Hilarious stories from nurses with like Grey's Anatomy. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. They always say, I didn't even think about that. They would never get anything done because of all the making out they do on TV. (laughs) All the dialogue. Nurses don't have enough time to go be sleeping with each other all the time in some (laughs) spare janitor's closet. Like, it's just not realistic. But let's get back on to (laughs) the uh, physics fun. So 1.3 million followers. How did this start? When did when did the uh, the profile make its official appearance? Well, I, I made a uh, Instagram account probably in I'm pretty sure it was early 2015. Okay. And uh, but um, I really didn't start taking things seriously until about the fall of 2015. Okay. When I somehow amassed about 5,000 followers, and I thought, okay. oh, which at that time see this, in Instagram right? land. Yeah, yeah. There was still there was a you know I'm I'm pretty sure the Kardashians already yeah. had a million or something <laughs> yeah. like that. But but uh, it's uh, it was kind of a, a eye opener that I decided oh I'm going to start posting like a little more regularly yeah. right. And I think it was in late 2015 I decided I'm going to try to post on a daily basis. And so I started kind of filming a few videos a day and really got to step back and find out what the main thing of my success I think is the content. Yeah. And where does my content come from? Well, it turns out um, I've been a physicist. Um, I got my PhD in, uh, let's see, when was it? 
gosh, I'm trying to think back now, 1996. Okay, so I got mm-hmm. my, so um, I've been studying physics for a long time. And probably like in the mid 90s, I was uh, just finishing up my undergraduate physics at Fresno State, actually. Yeah. And uh, I came across like this toy store up in Occidental, California. And it was like a kite store, but they had all kinds of cool little toys that were manipulable. And I realized that some of these toys have like physics principles. Gotcha. And I was also kind of teaching like as a TA. And I was thinking I'd, I want to be a teacher later in, in life. Um, and so I started collecting these things thinking they'd be useful in the classroom. And it turns out they have been. But it became more of an obsession. I started thinking, well, what other toys show physics properties? And I started amassing this collection. So um, what physics fun really is is kind of my way of sharing my kind of collection of physics toys, which is about 800 right now. I was going to ask how many how many of these toys do you have at your house? Because I look at all these videos, I'm like, where does he keep all these things? Yeah, like I've never seen it even repeated from like the <laughs> small amount of research that I've done on the page. I was like, every single thing is different. This is impressive. It, it's true. I try not to do redos, although we can talk about that a little bit too. Um, if, if something's been more than like 12 or 13 months and it was fairly popular, I'll repost that. So my content right now is about... 50% new, 50% um, okay. recycled from over a year ago. So it turns out Instagram has a little bit of a short-term memory on that. I mean, if I post something I posted a month ago, I get a lot of flack. People go, yeah. hey, you just posted that. But yeah. <laughs> if it's been like 12, 13, 14 months, and it was kind of a cool thing to begin with, it doesn't seem like they mind. That's funny, though, that yeah. you're able to gauge that, though, in regards to your viewers' memories uh, and the reaction of them. You know, of those... Well, I'll say I'm like 5,000 away from 1.4 million, I just uh-huh. noticed. So it's pretty pretty cool. But um, I'm not sure all of those are active accounts, right? So I think maybe about a third are people that are really involved in Instagram. I think maybe another third. And this is just, I'm kind of making this up. Okay, yeah. so but this is my, I think I've read things like this, that uh, of your followers, how many are really there, really engaged looking at their Instagram mm-hmm. on a daily mm-hmm. basis? And, and it depends on how long you've been on there and stuff, if you've grown organically. But um, a lot of people, you know, make a page and then don't go visit it very often. But they'll yeah. come and then binge yeah. and look at stuff. Exactly. Um, so let's see, what was the original question? Oh, yes. So, <laughs> yeah. So it was really I started taking it seriously in like 2015, late okay. 2015. And 2016 is where it started to really take off. I remember uh, maybe it was June 2016. Uh, I woke up one morning and I thought maybe something was wrong because... I suddenly jumped by something like 50,000 followers. Wow. It really just, something went viral on Reddit. Oh. Oh, and then suddenly, Yeah. And then Reddit. it turns out Reddit, Reddit is not a great way to, 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 to get your stuff going because usually they'll just copy or gifify or whatever you want to call it, gifify <laughs> your, your video and then post it on like, um, uh, on the, on the yeah. main, uh, Iger or whatever they call it. Yeah. Inger. And so, uh, Luckily, I started putting my little at physics fun watermark down at the bottom, and then people could be clued in to where to search. The resource of it. That's right. So Reddit's not very good about like resourcing, like saying, hey, this is where I found this, right? They're not like Wikipedia. They want the gold for themselves or something. I don't know. Yeah, they want the gold for themselves. That's a good term. Um, Uh, That's crazy. So there was a kind of, because we talked about it before the show, if there was ever an overnight, like, oh shit, what happened? Yeah, that definitely happened. Um, And then um, it, Every once in a while, something would go viral like that. Um, yeah. I'm not sure exactly where it's hard to track these things down, but um, that happened about three or four times. And he, like one time, it was like 300,000 followers. That suddenly, And, and you didn't figure out what caused that one? Not exactly. Um, uh, but like, again, yeah, yeah some, maybe one or two of the videos. Um, so but my kids are really into Reddit, and they'll often send me an email saying, or a quick text saying, Dad, you made the front page of Reddit again. Yeah, you're like, oh, now it's just an everyday thing to you, so you're not even phased anymore. Well, I'm always excited. Yeah. The thing is, when I post something, I really don't know if it's going to do well. Sometimes I, I put a lot of my heart into something, and it like kind of fizzles. You know, it's like it gets some likes, but you know, but then every once in a while I'll post something, and what eight million views? I didn't see that one coming. And so yeah. what excites people um, is not always clear to me. I kind of have a. a pretty good feeling about most of them but every once in a while when I, I i've been like saving thinking well it's not really good enough to post but i'll finally post it because i'm kind of out of content yeah. I'm, you know i've got too much work that week to really make video or something and then i'll post it and then it just just goes nuts i'm going wow why was i sitting on that so long <laughs> do you <laughs> sorry go ahead i was gonna say it just makes me more excited for this episode because also if you go to your profile you're not really featured anywhere besides your profile picture um but now people are going to get to see the person behind these videos because 
Like I think we were talking before, you've never like really showed your face on there quite yet. No, not really. Uh, so, I mean, one of the inspirations here is that physics and fun are two words that people don't usually use in the same sentence. Yeah. So I fused them into one, you know, name because that's because I really think it is fun, right? And yeah. if people can get past the the, I don't know, people are kind of intimidated by the term physics. Right. Yeah. So I, I want to get people past that intimidation phase and into the exploration phase. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's that's the main goal of my videos is to kind of convince people, hey, <laughs> these are magical things. It's, it's, like, if there's magic in the universe, it's described by physics. And, you know, yeah. everything from how your iPhone works to um, why we wear seatbelts. Yeah. Is there some kind of cool physics rule that you can learn about mm-hmm. and how it all ties together? And then you can kind of defy expectations. And so that's my favorite thing about these videos is that hopefully all of them have some kind of surprising, like what, what just happened? Yeah. That's, that's, that's the goal. Even to me, there was one that's sticking out to me that I still, I'm going to ask you, I'm asking you about it right now is there was like a, it was like a spring of some sort looked like borderline, like a slinky and you had a battery and two spheres. Oh yeah. And you push the battery, the battery and it just, it just flowed through the, the spring or whatever the contraption was. Right. How did, what, Explain. <laughs> oh, sure. Well, so um, a couple of things. First of all, when you, uh, um, well, one of my favorite demos, which I brought with me actually here, bust it out, is a piece of copper pipe. All right. So you got this piece of copper pipe, and then you got a really powerful magnet. Okay. And it turns out if you if you move a magnet past a conductor, the the magnet will affect the um, charged particles in the conductor. So you know conductors always have electri- electrons mm-hmm. in them. So if I move this magnet fast, it f- puts a force on the electrons. It makes them move. Okay. All right. That's how much like all the electricity coming into this room is generated that way. Somewhere, someplace, like a dam mm-hmm. has water flowing through a turbine, like a propeller. Yeah. The propeller is hooked up to some magnets that are spinning next to some coils. And those magnets induce electricity in those coils. That's how it works. Damn. Yeah. So, so if I drop this magnet down this um, this piece of copper pipe, what happens is the moving magnetic field causes a current to flow. But you've probably done the trick where you take a mag, a nail, wrap a wire around it, and hook it up to a battery, yep. and it temporarily turns it into an electromagnet. Yep. That's so. When I drop this magnet through, a current starts flowing around this thing. But that current that's flowing now becomes an electromagnet in the opposite direction. So if I were to drop just something that distance, you see it's very quick. Yes. If I drop it through this, you'll see it takes a little while, and it's not even <laughs> touching. Wild. Right. So this is called Lenz's law, yeah. L-E-N-Z law, and it's it's that a moving magnetic field creates a current, yeah. which creates a magnetic field in the opposite direction. Can't be as strong because second yeah. law of thermodynamics, but it's enough to make it look like it's That's going insane. down through some viscous what? liquid. Yeah. So if you look down straight through it too, it's even more impressive. You see, it's not touching the wall whatsoever. That is a but show, sure, show me, him on that. That is insane. Of, also, if you're listening right now so and you want to check this out, I think Michaela, you can throw that up on our. She just videotaped all of it, or videotaped, recorded it. And of course, <laughs> she's got look, a camp on Insta- here. look on Physics Fun for a few demonstrations like this. I've, yeah. I've shown this yeah, particular demo. Were, but so now get to the. Uh, oh, by the way, your table's made out of metal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Magnet is stuck That's on there. Funny. That's real. Okay, so. Um, uh, so the question you're asking, so I have a coil of wire, same thing happens here. So the battery, it turns out the two spheres are actually very powerful magnets, okay. uh, neodymium magnets like this one. And, but they're also coated with metal, so they conduct electricity. So I take the battery and I put the two magnets on it. And now when I put the battery in, the two magnets come in contact with the coil of wire, the part of the wire where the two magnets touch gets energized by the battery and becomes an electromagnet. Mm. Okay. Does that make sense? So yeah. p- the part where the two, in between the two metal spheres, that coil becomes a magnet, a, a, a temporary magnetic field. That's crazy. That pushes against the two magnets that are attached to the bag, to the, to the battery. So if the battery goes dead, it won't work, right? Yeah. But, but as long as the two things are touching, the coil right there in that local space where the battery is turns into a magnet that pushes on the other two magnets That's so and pushes cool. it through. Have, so it's kind of like a simple, a simple kind of motor. Yeah. Do you have a video that you've posted? I say within the last year that I, w- I, I wouldn't want to say you're most proud of, but you're most like it's one of the coolest things that you've kind of you you've seen or you get to put out there, and that you just think if you're gonna tell someone to go look at one video, or one contraption, or one piece of 
of work that you've done or posted on there? Is there one that you as a go-to for you? Well, there's two ways to think about that. One is like um, kind of which one was most visually kind of exciting. Uh-huh. And another one would be like, what's kind of my favorite physics toy type gotcha. thing, right? So the one that got a lot of attention, I was very happy is I couldn't believe it, but um, e-packet from China on eBay, you could buy little tubes, like maybe a centimeter across, about 10 centimeters long, filled with gases. Yeah. Right. And then I knew that like a neon sign works by taking a high voltage um, and applying it across that tube and it makes it glow orange. Mm. It turns out every gas will glow a certain color when energized by an electromagnetic field oh, of high enough, high I didn't enough know that. energy. So there's, you can buy these little Tesla coils. Looks <laughs> like a little copper coil about 10 centimeters high. They're like 80 bucks on eBay. And they create a uh, oscillating uh, high voltage field that's pretty safe to mess yeah. around with. And if you take one of these little tubes up, it'll make it glow. Kind of like those plasma balls. You know those little plasma yeah. balls you can buy and you touch them in the little... So it's like that, but it's like more It's more essential than that. It's like the plasma ball is more complicated. This is just, I hold up the tube next to this, this high energy field and it starts to glow. And uh, a friend of mine who's an astronomer who basically is also kind of an outreach guy, he calls himself the bad astronomer. He's <laughs> like got uh, uh, he used to uh, write for Discover Magazine and stuff. Uh, he still has a... Yeah, bad astronomy. By the way, he started off by criticizing science fiction movies for what was wrong with them. That's, That's why he called it bad astronomy. Is that, like, is that his is, Instagram account? Does he have one? I think he does, yeah. Okay. Uh, Phil Plate is his name. But anyway, he really liked this one because he's going, look, that's how we know what stars are made of. We can actually put the starlight through a spectrometer and it shows us what gases are glowing and that's how we can tell a billion miles away what elements are in a star. That's and he's crazy. going, in your video where I have like these six tubes and I just move them and each one glows differently. Yeah. He was very excited about that one. And That's it did cool. go crazy. It went on Reddit and stuff like that. So I'm really proud of that one because it kind of really gets to some deep stuff. Yeah. But it's also very exciting. I'm holding it in my hand, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the, <laughs> someone might think this is unsafe, but you're sitting there just holding it like, hey, look, like I can use my hand as a display. Now, it turns out I do have a few unsafe toys. Okay. <laughs> I believe it. Out of 800, I'm sure there's Has a couple any, there. anything you've done or posted or just not even posted injured you? Oh, injured? Well, you know, I'm kind of a klutz. I'm always building stuff in my garage and I'm always uh-huh. cutting my hands. And it's like I suddenly, I don't get manicures. But when I make my videos, I'm always conscious. I always like yeah. really clean my fingernails. Really yeah, like are people judging like my that. nails right now? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm not like a hand model, you yeah. know. But um, uh, but it, it kind of worries me. So if I get a big old nasty cut or a, uh, that means I'm kind of getting video for a couple yeah. weeks. I got a big old bandaid on my finger. Yeah, you're on the injured reserve <laughs> list for your Instagram. That's right. But yeah, no, I'm never, never seriously cool. injured. Uh, uh, so, but but I have one that's like high voltage supplied. It's an old school way of powering like bar sign or okay, and, and it's it's enough to kill you, right? So, but I have like a Jacob's ladder. Where you put two wires together, and then it can it can bridge the gap, and this little spark starts at the bottom. It's like it's kind of like almost any movie with Frankenstein and stuff. You see this oh, yeah, spark yeah, yeah. that goes <laughs> <between> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like where it kind of goes up, as, yeah, you know, and then it starts again. Yeah, and it's kind of neat because. The, the 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 arc creates heat and then the hot air around it makes it rise and that's why it goes across and spreads out until it can't bridge the gap anymore. Yeah. So I've shown that one, but I've also cool. been very careful to put a high voltage sign and warn people that don't yeah. try this at yeah. home, people. Yeah. Unless classic, you know don't try this at home. With a classic. <laughs> so, but not very many of them. That, like I also have a little vial of mercury. And it's a, you know, you shouldn't be playing with mercury. So this was encased in some glass. It's really well sealed. But I love this because I actually have a ball bearing, all right? Just a non-hollow, solid ball bearing. Well, it turns Mm -hmm. out that's less dense than mercury. It floats like a cork on top of the mercury. So that's, it's one of those things where people go, what? How does ball bearing float? Well, mercury is really dense. It's 14 times more dense than water. So, Okay. I have a question. What happens whenever... What are the reactions you get when your students find out that you have 1.3 million followers? Or do they know? Do you some some know and some don't. I feel like um, you're like so a superhero. Like I'll tell you the story, though. So like in 2016, when I had maybe 500,000 followers, yeah. um, I had a, a gentleman who was in my class, a very good student, but he came in for office hours for help. Yeah. And he, it turns out he's from India. He was Sikh, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, and he came in and, uh, and like for the third time, he says... After we started, I helped him with homework. He says, uh, Dr. Hall, can I ask you a question? I'm going, <laughs> yeah, a personal question. I'm going, well, yeah. Do you have an Instagram account? I'm going, well, yes, I do. Uh, but it turns out he was following me before in India. What? And so he thought, how incredibly random is this that 
I'm following somebody on Instagram and I'm now in his class in Fresno, right? But what? Yeah, so that's, that's, that's kind that's of the, insane. I love that story. Right. But then, um, uh, a student was in my office the other day yeah. and, uh, she was telling me, oh, you got some pretty famous followers. And it turns out you used to be able to use this thing called social rank that okay. could tell you who was following you and gotcha. you could sort them by, but you can't do that anymore. Ever since the big scandal with the election and stuff, yeah, Facebook yeah. is tightened down mm-hmm. and Facebook bought Instagram. Yeah. So you, it's really hard to know if there's somebody famous following you. Right. Um, but she, she's, she told me that um, uh, Brie Lawson is following me. Oh, uh, like, Captain, Captain Marvel? That's Captain right. Marvel herself. It's, she's following 7,000 people, so I'm not sure. Hey, but, but you're on her feet. Exactly. When she's right. when 7, 12.30 at night and she can't go to bed, and it's because she's on social media. It's because of your experiments. It was pretty crazy. I, if you can so, get her on the show, that'd be great. So. Yeah. <laughs> or any other people with a blue check mark. So far, she name? hasn't DM'd me oh, okay. the question. That's but. another thing, though. You have a blue check mark. When did you get that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that happened last year, actually. Um, in November, I believe. media questions. In November, yeah. Okay. So that was kind of exciting. So because of my following, I got invited to something called ThinkerCon. And so ThinkerCon was this thing that was happening in uh, Huntsville, Alabama. Okay. There's an incredible YouTube um, channel called Smarter Every Day. Do you guys know this one? I've heard of it. Dustin Salen? Yes. And there's a number of YouTubers that are in this for education. And they somehow got Google to fund... Um, kind of a, a little conference where we all got together and kind of shared how we go about our business of social media. Yeah. And it's mostly focused on YouTube, but they invited a few people like me, Instagram, you know, um, and I got to meet a lot of other people that are just out there making yeah. kind of their, their way on. So uh, there's uh, Vertasium was there, uh, Derek Miller, mm-hmm. who, who's fantastic uh, science explainer. Yeah. You've got um, a guy named, uh, uh, well, the guy that runs Minute Physics, uh, a guy named Grant Sanderson, who, uh, who Sanders, who runs a uh, three brown, one blue, fantastic math, uh, YouTube. Okay. Video. And I got to meet all these folks and, and, um, some of them were telling me, how come you don't have a blue check mark? So somebody had like an inside scoop and That's gave me awesome. an email to, it's all to, about who you know, to some extent, every but, level but you the, when I first asked for it, they're going, well, you're not famous enough. And I'm going, well, wait a minute. I got my fame from Instagram. So that's why I'm famous. Yeah. Um, and so one of my videos, which looks like this one, it's not exactly this one, but I'll show you. It's, it's an optical illusion. Maybe I'll, I'll show it to you. Press it here. So notice this right here. What does that look like? Does it look an arrow pointing? Yeah, yeah. like that Watch way. this. <laughs> and not only that, I can make it point both directions at once if I put it in a mirror. I guess that makes sense, yeah. Cause so this is, this is called the uh, stubborn arrow illusion. Wow. And Show that to your mom. That thing's... So I posted this um, after finding it, um, and I... Uh, the oh, what the heck? <laughs> exactly right. So, uh, uh, there's a Japanese professor Sugihara who invented this kind of illusion form, and you'll notice that it's you know it only looks like an arrow from one vantage yeah. point, right? But that's the neat trick, and that you can have something that displays different uh, aspects depending on how you look at it. And so I posted this um, after I got one from him, and uh, with his permission. And it went viral, went on Reddit, and people didn't believe it. They thought it was CGI. Yeah. And so, you know, Snopes, the, the, the fact-checking website? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Snopes.com. Yeah. They actually posted my video and said, it's true, and stuff like that. So Dang. the fact that I made it onto Snopes, so when they asked me for more verification of why I deserve a blue mark, I, I mentioned that I was featured on Snopes. You had to get fact-checked, yeah. That, that I had to be fact-checked. I think that's what put it over, and they agreed, okay, yeah, you're famous enough. I mean, I would check. think like the <laughs> 500,000 followers, or a million probably at that time. Yeah, it was just about a million. It was 900-something, right? Um, but no, that wasn't... They Apparently, they want something outside... Uh, of Instagram to kind of confer that we had, we had talked about it. I think it was like the end of last season. Um, the weird things that we were into when we were kids, mine was magic. And <laughs> this has taken me back right now. So much of this reminds me of like the little box magic sets that little Ramon was into. <laughs> yeah. And it's all, it makes me realize so much of it is, is physics based, huh? A, a lot, lot of, of like, it is a lot of ma- magic, quote unquote. Well, the other aspect of it too is um, understanding uh, psychology and our perception and the whole idea of sleight of hand and misdirection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's magic's that, but magic is also understanding the physics of the situation. Uh, so, yeah, some of my um, uh, videos are kind of sold as magic tricks, but they really yeah. are just physics people weren't expecting. 
Wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now, I know you're, you discussed, too, that you're on YouTube, um, but it didn't sound like you're exactly the one posting on there. Someone else is doing it for you, you said? So I have a, a collaborator, and he's a young man that lives in um, uh, uh, India, okay. and we just happened to meet online. I've never met him in person, but, um, but uh, he was making some um, compilations that I thought, well, it's not the way I'd do it exactly, but people yeah. like them, and so um, could I just have you do that, and we'll share the revenue. And so it's been working out okay, but I'm thinking that I want to take and make another YouTube channel, kind of one that's specifically kind of in the educational direction that I want. Gotcha. So, so um, although I've been saying that for about six months now and haven't <laughs> haven't done it yet, but I, I'm trying to find kind of the right way to do it. Yeah. And um, so the next uh, couple months, I'm going to be really, really pursuing this pretty hard, trying to figure out what's how do I present myself what kind of format do i want yeah and i think i'm just going to kind of go with a simple format keep mm -hmm. it simple that's kind of what i think about my um instagram videos is maybe they're not the most polished but i really try to get the lighting right i try yeah. to make it like so that it's got a certain cadence mm -hmm. and you know it doesn't lag too much yeah uh, we all hate those YouTube videos where you want to learn how to do something and the guy blabs for like 10 yes, minutes exactly. before he actually shows you what you want to yes, do. Okay, I'm dude. the opposite right, of that. Got right? it, got it. <laughs> but I thought maybe people would like to see that if I have one physics toy, I have like maybe a variation because if you're a collector, you're kind of a nut this way, right? So you, yeah. here's something called a rattleback. Well, it turns out it comes in like 17 different flavors. I need to have all of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I could say, if you liked that, here, look at this variety and look how they actually are a little bit different. I can't really do that in my one minute format, but that's something I could do on YouTube. Do you, do you feel like you do like a combination between kind of what you're doing in your classes that you teach, but like a more appealing form, like how you do what's on Instagram? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So how many of these do I actually use in my class? And so probably a smaller fraction, okay. but uh, two things. Uh, the main thing of my Instagram account is I just want to get people excited about science. Yeah. And that's the main goal. Which I think Whereas working. in my class, I, I want them to be excited about it, but I also have to make sure that it actually fits with some kind of principle I'm trying to show them. Yeah. Uh, some of these things are so complicated that um, it wouldn't be that illustrative because to get to, to utilize the concepts we're use, using in the college level mm -hmm. um, wouldn't be able to describe the phenomena in all its detail or yeah. it'd be too complicated and it might make them actually freak out, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little too much math form. So it's, it's I, but I found some middle ground. So there's definitely some demonstrations I show in there that connect. Okay. So. Do you listen to any podcasts with like scientists on it or? On occasion, you know, I don't have that much time for listening. And I, I do listen to books and stuff like that on tape, but I also like music. So when I'm in the car, Gotcha. I don't listen to as many podcasts as I usually should because I like to turn off my brain a little bit and listen to music. What's your go-to music? Oh, I'm kind of, I don't know. I'm very eclectic in my tastes, but um, uh, I just bought, I'm old school. Okay. I just got a ticket to some concert down in Pasadena that's the Headliners of the Cure. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. And they're backed up by the Deftones, yeah. which I'm really into the Deftones. I just saw them in like Woodward Park not too long ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, they were there. a great venue. I forgot about that. I love right? that they're still doing their thing. But I just, uh, my son's kind of turned me on to some other stuff. I just went down to see Atmosphere. Do you know the rapper from Minneapolis? Mm -hmm. I don't. He, he was actually me. down at uh, in, in, in Fresno like two months ago. The only reason I know is because for a while I was into a rapper that everyone made fun of me for liking was Macklemore. Oh, and the first show I went to at well, most multiple shows, Atmosphere opened up for him. Oh, it's a good show, and that it? was the only reason I knew of him. But I, he was great. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, yeah. but so I'll, I totally I'll go understand. see anything. You know, I, I I keep open mind like like all music and just, yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, we bring this up in a lot of different podcasts, but the, I asked if you ever listened to any of them. But did you ever get a chance to listen to the Elon Musk oh. interview with Joe Rogan? Oh, I've seen ex excerpts of it. Right? <laughs> Him hitting the hitting yeah, the, yeah. The weed and stuff. <laughs> That's right. Well, I got an Elon Musk story. Okay. So yes. uh, uh, it was actually um, in October, I think, of 2017. Okay. And I suddenly, I woke up and there was like one of those bumps where I had like 40,000 new followers in like one night. And I'm going, well, what happened? And somebody said, hey, congratulations. And I went, and Elon Musk started following me. What? Yeah. And I went to his page and I actually, I took some screen captures because I couldn't believe it was happening. Yeah. He only followed 37 people. Uh, Wait, so is this still happening? Well, it turns out you might have heard that he had this trouble with the uh, FEC. Is that what they call hey, it? Yeah. 
and where he so. tweeted some stuff and it turned out not to exactly be true and he got in trouble um, for, for the market and stuff. Gotcha. They kind of made him, he canceled his account at that time. Gotcha. Oh. So yeah, it was You got to get rediscovered by him again now. I, so I don't know if he's back on there. There's somebody called Elon that has a blue star, but I can't quite I know figure out if Twitter. it's Elon Musk. But, but yeah, he was following me for, and he actually liked a couple of my videos. I couldn't believe it. No, he interacts with people. <laughs> like, he legitimately interacts with people that uh, reach out to him. Obviously, he probably gets a ton of people reaching out, but if he does have time, I've noticed that he'll respond to a lot of different stuff. So that's not an accident. I guarantee that was 100% intentional. No, no, it was, yeah. it was fantastic. And um, well, you know, he loves physics, and the guy yeah. knows his physics, right? That's what I like. He's a robot. <laughs> he's, a, he's an alien. That's, That's what uh, I think. That pretty astonishing. So level. that was pretty fun and um, kind of shocking to me. Uh, matter of fact, for a few days there, I'm going, oh, man, what am I going to post? Elon's watching. I know. <laughs> From that point on, you knew there was, <laughs> was a specific a sketchy, audience right? member out there. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, it was easy to get past to some extent. But, um, yeah, it, 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 was, uh, it, was, it was really fun. So, but in terms of podcast, uh, I also involved in um, – uh, kind of this idea of critical thinking and rational skepticism. Okay. And so there's a, a great podcast called The Skeptic's Guide to the Universe. And I it's need uh, that a listen. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Uh, Steve Novella and his th- two brothers and a guy named Evan, they basically look at popular culture and talk about, well, what's the science and what's pseudoscience? Okay. And they try to look at this distinction, but they're they're totally cheerleaders for science. Uh, Steve is a he's like an overachiever. He's got three advanced degrees, yeah. uh, MD, a PhD. I can't remember what else. Yeah. And uh, I don't know where he finds the time to make a podcast. Quite frankly, I think he teaches at Princeton. Um, but yeah, their podcast is really friendly, accessible. It's one of the earliest podcasts out there, actually. Oh, I'm sure they've got a lot of episodes. So um, I give that a listen on occasion to see what those guys are up to. Okay, um, but. Uh, yeah, other than that, I'm a little bit limited on what I'm listening to, but clearly I got to plug in a little bit more. There, there's some crazy stuff that just there's a lot of stuff on like people are talking a lot about AI right now. That's a real hot topic and the direction that that's going. Um, and then with this whole black hole thing in just space, it's like, all right, who's on the other side of this black hole? The chance that, like, are well, they, that's are what they I was going to ask him earlier, but I forgot. Oh, like, yeah. What's your position on? Um, do you think someone else is researching the same black hole on the other side? Oh, well, <laughs> like, uh, what do they call so that? Broadly, life outside horizon? of us. Yeah, or like the opposite universe, like somebody's having the same conversation uh, elsewhere. Well, I mean, so the thing about black holes and why they're so amazing is that they um, they bend space, right? Yeah. I mean, so actually, all mass bends space. The, the most famous thing that um, Einstein predicted. Um, that was different than Newton's law of gravity was that um, light, according to Newton, uh, should travel in a straight line. Yeah. So if I shine a laser out in space, that laser should just go straight. But uh, Einstein said, no, it seems that mass should bend space with it. And so the famous experiment that was run um, like 1930-ish was uh, the moon eclipsed the sun, and the sun is very massive. So yeah. the, the Einstein said, ah, light should bend around the sun, but the sun's so bright, how can you tell if light's bending around it? It's going to blind you, right? So yeah. they, they, they waited for an eclipse, and it turns out they were able to see stars that should have been also eclipsed behind the moon-sun system. Yeah, The light from that star was bending around the sun, and you could still see it. That's and that was, nuts. That was the first uh, serious evidence that Einstein was right in this really bold experiment. I mean, he could have been wrong, right? But no, the science turns out he's way right. Yeah. And so um, this black hole and the way they imaged it is exactly kind of actually you brought up interstellar. Yeah, turns out that um, I'm trying to uh, Kip Thorne yeah. of Caltech was involved because uh, the the movie studios have access to computer farms to generate graphics that scientists don't necessarily, and so he was able to influence it. And you know the images of interstellar of that black hole with the weird kind of ring looking yeah. light around it. Mm-hmm. That's actually what this black hole looks like. He says they got it right. They, they were able crazy. to use this simulation tool <laughs> and so put you know, Einstein's theory of gravitation in there and actually simulate what a black hole would look like. And Kip Thorne even, I think there's an article where he says, I always envisioned this in my mind what it would look like, and there it was, pretty close to what I envisioned after they ran this simulation on those on those um, graphic farms. And it turns out now we have an image, yeah. and it, it looks just like what they were, the simulations, and using the real physics. So the fact that... that, that that 
black holes can bend space in this crazy way lends people to all kinds of extrapolations. So I'd say that the, the idea of passing through a black hole and going to another Would anything universe, be able to take on that amount of energy? Well, it's more of a case of, um, yeah, black holes are very strange. And there's something at the center of a black hole. It's called the singularity that yeah. we, don't, we don't know how to deal with. We don't know what that is exactly. The mathematics yeah. kind of makes it really... So no one really knows what's on the other side of, uh, of the event horizon. Uh, the problem is, is getting through the event horizon. You'll often see in movies, and this is, again, let me get back, on my, with, yeah. back to science fiction movies, right? So yeah. Star Trek, right? And the most recent one, they had the Enterprise kind of being sucked into a black hole or a wormhole. Yeah. And it, the idea was that it's some like some kind of vacuum cleaner of space trying to suck you in, right? Yeah. That's not how it works. Okay. Because right? that's if how you, I've, I feel like people explain it like that. Like, oh, we're all just getting sucked up into this black yeah, hole. Yeah, I keep dropping my phone. It's all good. So uh, the, uh, the, uh, the way to think of it is this. If I were to take the sun and replace the sun with a black hole of exactly the same mass and put it right where the sun is, yeah. the Earth's orbit would not change whatsoever. Mm. See, I, I feel it's like just I've a piece of ground. Totally no, right. I think there's a stigma that's been established like that a just, black hole is just if you get anywhere near it, you're done. Like you're getting sucked in. And so, I think it's turned into that, but it's not fact at all, is what you're saying. Not, no. So the thing is, uh, black holes are just, they're a, a chunk of mass that's so dense that, well, you, you've heard the popular expression, what goes up must come down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. Yeah, I guess that. Because there's this thing called escape velocity, right? If I throw something with enough speed, it will never come back. Yeah. That's the whole concept of escape velocity, right? So it turns out black holes are things that are so massive that a certain distance away, there is nothing that can go fast enough to escape it. And the fastest you can possibly go is the speed of light. Mm -hmm. And so that's what the event horizon is. It's where even if you're going the speed of light, you don't have enough um, velocity to escape the gravity. So it's only true for a black hole what goes up must come down, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. But for the Earth, no, we, it's actually a, a 11.8, I believe, uh, meters per second, yeah. I, I think. Um, I can't remember the exact number, uh, but, but it's pretty fast. And there's, there's atmosphere and stuff like that. that would, so you can't just use a cannon. And, but yeah. on the moon, you certainly could. You could launch something into space by just shooting it out of a cannon. Jeez. Yeah, it's pretty neat. So um, the, uh, the, the idea of the black hole sucking... The worst thing is tides, okay? So if I can take you guys back, I'm sorry, but we'll use the no. equation for today, okay? Let's do it. So Let's do it. You might remember that you were introduced to the idea of gravity, right? So yes. Newton's law of gravity says that how hard something pulls is proportional to the two masses, yes. but it's also inversely proportional to the distance squared, right? One over R squared. Sure. <laughs> so that's just it. the far, It's kind of like light, right? So like, you know, a, a bulb gets dimmer the further you are away? Yeah. Well, that's because the bulb kind of shines light out and it goes through different spheres, right? Okay. And the farther you are, all that light has to go through that next sphere out. And yeah. the spheres are R squared, right? That's the area of a sphere. Yeah. So okay. the same with gravity. So uh, the thing is, is the moon, for instance, pulls on the earth. But it turns out one side of the earth is closer to the moon than the other. Mm-hmm. So one side of the earth is pulled harder than the other side of the earth. Gotcha. So the moon, it, because it's proximity... And because gravity is distance related, that um, it pulls on one side of the Earth harder, and that's what causes tides, right? It's actually trying to squeeze the Earth into kind of more of an oblong shape instead of a... And actually, the Earth did this to the moon, right? Gotcha. So, so the moon, the, uh, the moon, by the way, only shows one side to us, right? Mm-hmm. That's because the Earth's tidal forces has caused it to stop, mm. basically. Uh, actually, its rotation is that it, it turns one time on its axis exactly the amount of time it takes to go around the earth once. Wait, I thought the earth was weird. flat though. <laughs> Don't eat. That's a problem too. Yeah, see, but gravity pulls everything into a sphere, right? That's, that's oh, the, that's the, so what you have to what really do you think of those flat earthers? <laughs> they're driving me nuts. But, but let's just finish the story on the black hole. Yeah. So the fact that, that, so if you get close to a black hole, it's not yeah. so much that it's pulling hard on you, but it's so intense, the gravity is so intense that it's pulling on one side of you harder than the other. There's a tidal force on you. Wow. If you get towards the event horizon, it's, they actually haven't a term for this. It's called spaghettification. Spaghettification, right? <laughs> Spaghetti, so, yeah. Yeah, so it stretches you and it would tear you apart Okay. Uh, because of the tidal forces. Jeez. So that's, that's why you don't want to get too close to a black hole. The tidal forces I'll would actually shred you down to your atoms. Yeah. It was featured in a, a Simpsons episode, by the way. <laughs> 
Hey, those guys predict a lot. If we're going to talk about anyone that predicts, well, they try something. to get their physics right. Yeah, exactly. That's the only one out there doing it in the media. <laughs> um, I always knew the moon had an effect on the tide, but it had never been explained to me. So it's good. That's to know right. Now. And then, of course, the Earth had an effect on the moon too. Which you know, if you look at the moon, uh, you'll notice you only see one side of it, which is kind of weird, right? Yeah, it seems like a weird. Uh, 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 what do you say? Uh, coincidence, yeah. because it's not that, that it only shows one side to us. But an interesting thing is most of the craters on the backside of the moon are named after famous Russians. Uh, Why do you think so? Don't know. They were the first to spin a, send a spacecraft with a camera. They saw the side of the, the backside of the moon before anybody else did. Oh, that's crazy! <laughs> I had no idea. I feel like the rights in space are also just another. Completely Dude, different. Elon story Musk too. will be the first one to buy like real estate. Yeah, I'll buy this planet. <laughs> well, he'll be like the only one rich enough. Um, to kind of wind down and close out, for anyone that's interested in what you're doing, um, how can how can people support you? Whether it's the, what is that YouTube channel that has your stuff, that shop link. That oh yeah, if you about. just uh, the nice thing if you just Google physics fun, uh-huh. uh, all my media pops up in the top ten hits. There we go. Yeah, so that's kind of nice. And um, but uh, you mentioned Patreon. Yes. yes. I yep. got two people <laughs> so far. <laughs> so I think I'm making eight bucks a month. There you go. So uh, I think if you want to like support, 12, so. yeah, yeah, you know, um, <laughs> Patreon is great. Uh, uh, as soon as I start doing the little expanding, I'll put a little yeah. video and stuff on there. Cool. Um, but uh, also, uh, if you if you like my stuff, there's a link in my uh, bio of my Instagram, and if you go there, I have a little page where I affiliate market, yeah. and. I try to find the least expensive. Some of the things I get in the mail are a little bit expensive. Like artists will send me stuff and then you, you go on Etsy and it's like $200, you know, for yeah. something. But most of these physics toys that I really love are like less than five bucks. Yeah. And so I try to have links to these things. Uh, and I have a little bit of an online store. It's a little clunky. I'm going to upgrade it in a little okay. bit pretty soon. So it's a little more friendly for mobile phones. Yeah. But um, yeah, if you, if you buy something, I get like a two or to 5% cut. And it adds up and yeah, yeah. It, it helps me buy more physics toys and yeah. helps me, you know, promote, promote this and get, get, get my reach out there more. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm up to. <laughs> I love it. I, I appreciate you coming on. You dropped some heavy knowledge on right now, but I, the biggest thing I appreciate about you is not a lot of educators in the world are rem- reminding people to have fun when learning or making it impossible for them to not have fun. You're like not giving them another route. Oh, I the see. way you're delivering <laughs> your information is you're only able to enjoy it or be interested it's in so it. So approachable. I, it's yeah. a very approachable approach to education, and so that's kind of our biggest appeal to what you were doing. So we appreciate what you're doing. Well, I'm glad you like it, and and thanks for uh, inviting me. It's been a, a delight. You guys are just down the road, really, uh, like two miles away from my you, house. So. And you're always welcome back. Just come, <laughs> ring the doorbell, we'll plug in, we'll go. I always bring the toys, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> when we get off air, I'll show you a couple Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. We'll get some content from that, too. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks, Ray, and everyone listening, thank you. And don't forget, just be nice to people. We'll catch you next time.